Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of DDP Today News. I'm your host, Kat Dupre, and today I am joined by one of the original Disney dads himself, Justin. Justin, I'm so excited to be here and talk Disney news with you. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks. It's good to see you. Man, I tell you what, when we started talking about this, what, it's probably like a month ago or something like that. I've been excited each and every day leading up to this, but we were kind of waiting for that name change, like you said, DDP Today News, which is awesome that this is the first recording I've done as a new show. And so I'm excited that it's with you, and I'm super excited that uh, you're going to be bringing the Disney news to the Disney, the DDP family uh, each month. So thank you so much for, for becoming a part of the, of the team, part of the family, and ready to rock and roll and have some fun talking Disney news. Well, I just want to thank you for allowing me this opportunity. Um, I, as everybody knows, I love Disney, and um, I actually used to do a news in a, um, uh, with a different podcast called The Extra Magic Hour. Um, we no longer do that podcast, so, so I'm excited to jump back in and talk news with everyone. So since today is the first of many monthly news segments to come, I just wanted to start out by stating what my goal is. I may not always bring you the latest breaking news. I'm interested in the stories that have a meaning to myself or that I think will have a meaning to you, our listeners. So we may talk about a story of something that happened a week week ago or two weeks ago or even three weeks ago, but it's not because I don't think you haven't heard the story. It's because I want to expand and discuss it. I'll also bring some news stories that are rumors or unconfirmed, or maybe I'll throw some trivia in there. I just want to bring Disney news to your ears in an interesting and entertaining way. So with that being said, how about our first news story? Let's rock and roll. Okay. So Magic Kingdom is bringing back daytime entertainment, including the Festival of Fantasy Parade, not only once, but twice a day. How do you feel about this? I'm so excited. Are you kidding me? It finally feels like we're getting back to normal. Like those are the moments that I feel that were missing before were the parades and the shows and all that. And two, just somewhere Joe is screaming out loud that he's going to get two festival of fantasy parades, uh, at the magic kingdom cat. For me, it's one of those things too, where that should be a staple. Now it's almost like seeing, let's take, for example, it's like seeing your kid walk for the first time. Right. And then all of a sudden they start crawling again. You're like, no, no, no. I saw you walk. I know you can do it. So now you owe me two Festival of Fantasy parades for now on. I'm super excited about this. I think the Disney community is ready to take that next step. I think, you know, to to be able to sit on Main Street and watch those amazing floats come by. Don't get me wrong. I love the cavalcades. I think they were a very unique way to go around a problem. And they were uh, fun in their own right because it did give the opportunity to take photos with characters. But I like knowing that the three o'clock parade is going to come by and I'm going to be able to enjoy it. What about you? Are you excited? I'm really excited. So I am um, right there with Joe. Festival of Fantasy is my favorite parade. I just like the music, the costumes, the larger than life just floats. Um, But I'm I don't remember there a time being more than two parades Mm -hmm. or uh, 
two of the same parade at the, on the same day, except for, you know, the, uh, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party or very yeah, merry Christmas party. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's really exciting. I, I was with you. I really liked the idea of the cavalcades because um, you were able to see the characters. My uh, daughter, Sophia, like got so excited. Um, and I also got to see the Christmas floats without going to uh, Mickey's very merry Christmas party. Um, so but I'm excited that it's, you know, going back to the normal. You know what it does, too? It's one of those things where it allows you more flexibility in your day. I was just talking with Craig McFarland earlier today. I was on his show, and we were talking about how when when Disney reopened, and now we're seeing the parks so busy, I mean, they're just packed, that without things like the parades and nighttime spectaculars and shows, that's why we see those 160, 180-minute wait times. And so now the fact that I think Disney realizes, hey, we have this ace up our sleeve. We have the parades. You know, It's an easy rollout. We're back to pretty much normal in the parks. If we do this, we're going to be able to take – you know, thousands of people out of queues and then bring them to Main Street or, uh, you know, into, into uh, um, you know, all around the parks to enjoy these 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 parades. And I think that's massive. I think that that helps in more ways than just enjoying the parade itself. I think now you're going to see wait times go down. There's more for families to do that doesn't include standing in a line or, you know, trying to get Genie Plus figured out and all that good stuff. So it's not just the fact of having the parade and having the music and having the floats and, and the characters. I really think this was a necessary step for Disney to take care of a problem of guest satisfaction in the parks. Yeah, I didn't even think about there being a parade bringing down the wait times, but it makes sense. If the people who are watching the parade are not in the lines to mm-hmm. for the ride. So didn't even think about that. No, that's genius. Yeah, yeah. Along with the uh, parade coming back, there is a new revamped Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair. Um, So it's the bulk of the original storyline as the Royal Friendship Fair, but there is a new opening and a finale. So with music that is um, more celebrating the 50th anniversary. And the Fab Five are also featured in their 50th anniversary iridescent garb. Um, Have you ever seen, have you watched the Castle Stage shows? I have. I, I you you might hate my opinion on this. It serves as one thing and one thing only for me. It's the perfect photo pass opportunity on Main Street. If you can plan it right towards the end of the show to have the fireworks going off in the background during the day, I, one of my favorite pictures was our. Uh, it was right after we were married. We were on our honeymoon, and we're holding. We're wearing the you know the Mister and Mrs. hats, and we're we're holding our hands in the air, and you only see our back where it says Mister and Mrs. And the fireworks are going off from the from the show. Have I sat and watched it? Maybe when Riley was younger, I might have sat and watched it to kind of burn some time, but not a lot. I, I, I haven't. Also, can I give you one more unpopular opinion? Go for it. I'm kind of over the 50th. I'm kind of done with iridescent. If I hear that word one more time, it makes me want to throw things. I just can't, you know? Um, no, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. So I have actually never watched a Castle Stage show in person. I have uh-huh. seen all of them on YouTube. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. Sophia really enjoys watching just the any any stage show from Disney, so Festival of Lion King, Finding Nemo. Um, but we have watched Royal Friendship Fair. Now we've watched Magical Magic Friendship Fair, Magical. Sorry, um, and we also watched the one that that it was before, which was 
Mickey's. Oh, I don't even remember what it was. Mickey, Mickey's Fair Friendship, because they just take words and mix right. them around and create new things. <laughs> yes, and so um, it was the one with the princesses, um, with yeah, Sleeping Beauty, yeah. Snow White, and Belle. Uh, not Belle. Uh, Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah, but um, you know that was just not something we did as when I went with my family growing up. Um, I enjoy watching the shows on YouTube, but I feel like because I've seen them up close, I would not in- appreciate it from the hub, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, another thing too, is this is another people eater. I mean, mm-hmm. Disney's rolling this stuff back out to just get people back into main street. It, it, it was weird. You know, I'm in the parks quite a bit. It was weird walking through the parks. And I mean, I was there the week after they reopened and I remember walking down main street, I only saw two other people, which was so ironic and so weird, which I loved it. But even with busy times, just everyone floods, especially in the Magic Kingdom, out of the hub and into the lands. Mm-hmm. And now this kind of draws those people back in. And I, I swear to me, it feels like they do this show every seven and a half minutes. It, those fireworks are going off all the time throughout the day. I mean, it's quite a bit that they're they're rocking the show out. It is. Um, and then going back to your point, tired of the 50th, let me tell you... I can, I can sympathize with you. So I was really sad that I was not going to be able to be down at um, Disney World for the 50th when it, I was like, we're not going to be there in October. The next time we have a trip planned is October of 2022. So this year, mm-hmm. and then we got surprised and we went this past January. So now I can be like, I did it. I was there during the 50th. Okay. I'm ready for the next thing. <laughs> And it's still going to be going on on in the October this year. Yeah. Like they're, they, it reminds me, I remember I had a girlfriend in college and her birthday was like three months long. She was like, it's my birthday quarter of a year. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like one celebration, please. And then let's move on. I was there for the 45th on the day uh, and it was great. It was fun. And then on the next day it was over. Like, look, can you take the 50th and roll it out even further? Yes. It's not even the 50th that, I, that I'm over. It's the word iridescent. I'm so over that word. Iridescent to me is going to go down as the castle birthday cake of, of the 50th. Like People are going to say it and cringe uh, you know, 25, 50 years from now. I don't like Minnie's dress. I'll be honest. I like, I like yeah. Mickey's tuxedo. I don't like Minnie's dress. <laughs> I just want to meet him. Like, I just want to hug characters again. That's my only... Yeah. If they bring that back, then I'll be like, you can say you can say iridescent all day long, you know, and I'm I'm fine. Just let me hug characters. I agree with that. Uh, okay, so moving on from Magic Kingdom, um, Starlight Safari is returning to Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge on Earth Day, April 22nd. So here is a quote from um, the Disney Parks um, Instagram. So climb aboard an open-sided safari vehicle and witness the wild as it comes to life on an after-dark safari tour. Feel the rush of the night air as you rumble through lush scenery, scanning the horizon for over 30 species of African wildlife on this popular nighttime expedition. This tour is exclusively for guests eight and up, and it costs $89 per person. Have you ever done this tour? I have not. So I've done the Wild Africa Trek. Um, which is completely different, you know, n- n- but I've never done this, but we stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge quite a bit. Now, for $89 a person, I don't know. I mean, is that including food? Like, what am I, am I getting anything with this except for just a ride over the savannah in the evening? I know they provide um, night vision goggles and they provide some other stuff, but 
uh, that's pr- that's a little pricey to me whenever you're talking about this. I I agree, but I also think all of Disney tours are a little a little pricey. They look oh, the Wild Africa track I think ran three hundred a person. Yeah. I think right now Something it's at like two ninety five. Eric and I are thinking yeah. are thinking about doing it's it great. in October. Have you done it? No, we haven't, but we're we're most likely gonna do it when we go down in October. I'll do it. It's it's my favorite tour. Everyone's like, he's the kingdom. Well, all right, it's my favorite Walt Disney World tour. <laughs> Disneyland, walking Walt's footsteps, standing in in uh the man himself's apartment is my favorite tour. I love going into Walt's apartment, but I think he said the kingdom was better than walking with Walt. I haven't done it since I was 16, so I, okay. I, I have I have older memories of it. But I uh, and also I think walking in Walt's footsteps. I don't know Disneyland as well as Disney World, or at the time I didn't. So that helps as well. I well, and I also think it depends on how you connect with your tour guide. We really connected mm. with our tour guide for Keys to the Kingdom. She was from um, an area like 10 minutes south of where we were living at the time, out in Utah, and so like we connected with her, and we didn't really have a connection with our walking with Walt tour, so. You know, it's making those connections. Would you recommend doing a tour like, like, let's say you had, you have friends that are going and they're staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Would you recommend to them to do a tour like that? Say it's like first guest or, you know, maybe they go every once every couple of years. I think that's when you, I think it's a unique experience. So, I mean, if it's in the budget, then why not, you know? And uh, I think the kids can go on that too. I don't know what the age on that is. For Um, which one? For the one, the the one that's being brought back, their oh, animal kingdom. It's for eight year olds, so you have to be eight and up. Okay, all right, that makes sense because I guess you you are going out in a, you know in a truck and all that. Yeah. So, well, okay. so we stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge um, this past trip. Um, so we stayed once when it was just me and Eric, and then this past trip it was um, all four of us. Um, obviously, Amelia was barely conscious during the time, <laughs> um, but right. Sophia loved um, being able to go out to the balcony and looking at the animals and seeing which animals are out there. And there was one night where we went out and we could hear an animal, but we couldn't tell what it was. And so, like, that would be kind of cool, like, when you hear an animal having a safari guide being able to be like, that's the call of a wildebeest or something. Yeah. But, we spent quite a bit of time at Kidani. Um over like at the lookout the lookout area by mm-hmm. the pool talking to the guides there it was really fun because when we went our, actually we stayed at animal kingdom lodge our first trip back to the parks after covid when it reopened and we were one of four families in all of jamba but we would go to kadani to swim because nothing was open at jumbo yet so they there was no dining mm-hmm. there was no anything reopened so we would go over to kadani to swim at the pool because the poolside bar was open we'd have lunch there and one of the um, guides there we were talking about how we were trying to find, I cannot remember the name of the bird, but it's in the the um, Disney Plus series, the Animal Kingdom series, yes. where they go and kind of follow the, the you know, all the, the vets and all that kind of stuff, um, all the cast members that work there. And there, there was a bird that was injured and then we got better. And we would go, Riley and I, she's, that's all she wanted to do. And they were like, okay, cool. They actually went in talked to somebody got on got on the walkie-talkie found where the the bird was and then the 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 guide that was standing there kind of giving information said i'll tell you what it's just you guys you guys want to come backstage and and you got where you can see him he's over here took us backstage through two gates and then we walked down kind of you know whenever you're at the you're out on your balcony and there's like the pathway walking below took us down that path and around the corner to where we were able to find him and i was just like that's what makes disney different little things like that so 
No, that would that would be really cool. Sophia loves animals. Um, she's actually going to the zoo tomorrow with um oh, with I Eric. Love it. So, you know, like that's I think Animal Kingdom Lodge might be one of our go-to resorts just because of her. Well, yeah. Amelia, well, I'm excited eventually. they're bringing the excited they're bringing the tours back because that's that's huge. And no, once again, another great step. Yes, you know, people have that opportunity to have that extra moment. And a lot of people, Kat, it's funny because you and I are, you know, we're completely in the deep end with Disney. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're over there just floating around, like we we've been there for a while. But a lot of people they're just dipping their toes into the Disney properties, and they don't realize that all this extra stuff's out there for them. Mm -hmm. And so I hope they find shows like this, these news shows, to where stuff's being brought back, and they may dive in and, and try one of these tours or go see a show that maybe they didn't even know existed. So yeah. really, really exciting. Yeah. Okay. So I want to do. Um, I, I always want to do when we do these shows. I like doing, you know, a park news, a resort news, um, media news. So Turning Red came out this weekend. Did you get to Did you get to watch it? I did not, but I've heard lots of opinions on it. <laughs> Riley watched it. Uh, I'm excited to hear your opinion on this because before I get yours, I will tell you I didn't hear great things. But I'm excited to hear what you thought. So, yes, I'm sure. Is this spoiler free or is this with spoilers? Um. It, I would say mostly spoiler free. Like there's no, okay, there's I mean, no I like don't big, care, there's no, okay, yeah. there's no big reveal. Um, but I think there is some confusion over what the, what the movie was really about, even though to me it was pretty clear. Um, so there is some heated debate on my Facebook feed, but so I won't go into anything controversial. Um, so Turning Red is about a 13 year old girl named May who's Chinese Canadian um, and she, she has discovered that when she is going through an emotional time, she turns into a giant red panda. Um, so she then uses this power to get money to buy tickets to a boy band concert. Um, so I feel like Turning Red addresses many tween themes, um, like how a mother-daughter relationship changes as you go through puberty, obsessing over celebrity crushes, bullying, and having that group of friends who would stick by you no matter what. Um, to me, there were some very Brave-esque vibes when it came um, to the mother and daughter relationship, but instead of taking place in 10th century Scotland, it takes place in 2002 Toronto. Um, and, and I'll be honest, there were some lines that did make me like perk up and be like, hmm, never heard that in a Disney movie. Um, like they said the word crap uh, once. Um, but it didn't concern me that Sophia was watching it. She's heard me say it. So <laughs> I don't know yeah, if that just yeah. turns me, it makes me a bad, a bad mom, or if it's just, you know, just one of those words. You're doing much better than I am, Kat. So yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also knew, um, I knew watching the trailer that it was more tailored to those tweens and teens. I mean, I felt like the euphemism of turning red was always, she was going through puberty. Um, yeah. And I was bullied by boys in middle school. Um, like, I think me as a 13 and 14 year old would have loved this movie. Um, my group of friends of high school was very similar to May's group of friends. You know, we were misfits, we, but we like all loved each other. Um, and then my mom and I were very close, like May and her mom. Without any spoilers, we never had anything happen like May and her mom did. <laughs> I'm still very close to my mom. Um, so though, although it's not my favorite Pixar movie, um, I can appreciate that it was a good story. Interesting. So I heard this, I heard similar, I heard that it's a 
Look, I'm I, I'm the dad to a soon to be ten year old who's going on like fifteen, sixteen. Um, you're starting to see those like hormones, you know, rage, and you're starting to see her, you know, like with her friends, like you know, it, it's a, it's an interesting time to be a dad because I have to take a step back. Whereas the last, you know, nine years, I've I've been the favorite, and now we're starting to see, you know, her friends are starting to take some of the some of the spots that I've been in, and I, I I've embraced it, and I, I love that, and uh, I, I think that. One, I, I think it's really says something about Pixar that they'll step out of their boundaries. I, I saw I saw one person posted, it's just the same story, like redundant over and over. And it's hard for me to give an opinion because I haven't seen it. But hearing you talk about it and then seeing some of the other posts I've seen, I don't think it's a redundant story. You know, I think it you are stepping out and giving not only two, three, four, five year olds something fun to watch, but also you're reaching out into those you know preteen and teen years where. The world gets scary, you know, sometimes. And maybe if you have something that you can go to that's a positive, fun, you know, hour and a half experience, then what's wrong with that? I don't think there's anything wrong with putting that out there. Look, also, I think a lot of people, too, have to realize not everything's made for you. You know, like this, like not everything is made for you to enjoy. And so I, I say it like if you don't like it, turn it off. You don't have to. There's tons of other content out there. So. I, I, yes, I wasn't sure if I was allowed to say that, if that was going to be a controversial statement or not. No, like I appreciate that Disney and Pixar are not making everything for my four-year-old. Like Soul is another example of that. That was definitely not a kid's movie. I like that. I felt like Soul was a very adult, adult themed movie and that's okay disney does not have to be for kids like obviously Mm -hmm. there are the group of disney adults but why can't why can't the why can't disney adults have movies that are more tailored for them i mean look at look at disney experiences as a whole everything disney does tailors experiences to certain age groups throughout talk about the theme parks you know, you have attractions that are themed for younger kids. And then as you move up to that, you know, a little bit older, you know, but but still not quite to the roller coaster. And then you move up to, you know, I think Disney should have more adult roller coasters. But still, um, you know, they have bars. They have high, uh, finer dining. Talk about the cruise line. You know, they have a nursery. They have kids clubs. Then you jump up to the preteens and you jump up to the teen clubs. And then you have the adult clubs. Why not can Disney Entertainment do the same? But here's my thing, Kat. That's a motto for me. With life in general, you know what I mean. I'm just—I've yeah. never been one that's surrounded myself with with uh, negativity, and I've also never been one that's—if I don't like something, grab my phone and went, ah, I can't stand this. I just—it's fine. I don't—it wasn't for me, and I didn't finish it, or I did finish it, and it's just—I, you know, it's not for me. I won't watch it again or listen to it again. And I, like I said, look, podcasting. There's a million podcasts out there. Some are for others and some for are perfect fit for you. That's why I think we have such a great DDP community here. And I think if more people realized that and didn't get so upset that maybe one one little thing wasn't tailored for their hour and a half experience, that uh, we would all maybe smile just a little bit more each day. <laughs> yeah. No, I even said, I just remember, so all of my two of my coworkers watched it this weekend too. And so we were talking about it and I was just like, did I not tell you guys last week? It was more for tweens for your daughter who is going into eighth grade. And she was like, you did. And I was like, and I didn't, I didn't have any, any uh, preview. That was just all from Mm -hmm. the trailer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So 
I think people just see the name Disney Pixar and just assume that it will be a kid's movie, which I mean, she said her, her six-year-old really enjoyed it as well, which is also great. But I don't mind. I don't mind the darkness that Pixar brings to some of their films either. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like. I like the realness of it. You know, I like the fact that you feel emotion for characters, and you know, it's not always just happy-go-lucky. Yeah. You know, you have to go through troubles, and and I think that's it's a perfect example for young young you know, you know kids that are Riley's age that are nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen years old that are now getting into the social settings and and you know the way they're changing individually and also the way the world changes around them. So I, Hey, good on you. I mean, I haven't seen it. Um, but like I said, even if I watched it and didn't like it, guess what? It's not for me. That's okay. It's for Riley. And she's already seen it and watched it a couple of times. I do um, have one other thought. Somebody shared, one of my friends shared this on Facebook and I thought it was just very interesting. So it says um, between onward and Canto and turning red, I'm loving how Disney has shifted from having a literal villain to making the antagonist simply be actual problems you deal with growing up. And I think that's, that's really good for kids nowadays too. The world is different than, than what we grew up with. Um, I grew up as a kid in the nineties, a teenager in the, in the two thousands. And so, you know, seeing that little villain was good, but the world is different now. And I think it's good for these kids to see, you can deal with real life problems. It doesn't have to be a literal person. (laughs) Yep. hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree. Awesome. Okay. So I always kind of like to um, finish off with a rumor or speculation. Um, mm, this may- is fun part. Maybe one day um, we'll do some trivia. I do have some trivia that I want to do with Joe. Um, so maybe next time he can be with me. Um, but so the Tron light cycle run has started a new phase in the um, building slash testing progress or process. Sorry. Um, so have you heard of what is called the push pool? Yes. Okay. It's where they work on uh, the different parts of the track where they're pushing and pulling the, the attraction, like the actual ride vehicles over the over the parts. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's making sure that the actual, the track or the ride vehicle fits on the track. Right. And then also no, like they have dummies where they like put them out as far as like they could. Dave's not riding it yet. What? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> oh my gosh. But they have like objects that um are like are stretched out as far as they can go to make sure that they cannot hit any object on the track. Um so um so my husband, Eric, um, he is a big Disney fan. He had pointed out to me that um they started the push pool um for Guardians of the Galaxy back in November. And I don't know if it was officially, officially announced, but there was um, something posted that was then taken down that uh, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy is going to open up Memorial Day weekend. So if that is the case, that would mean that Tron should open up sometime in October or November. I, I've been saying this for a year and everyone else said you're crazy there's no way they're going to open two major attractions in the same calendar year not going to happen yeah it is why because they want to do it on the 50th they want to rock out both of those and here's the other reason cat they have to they need another attraction in the magic kingdom if they're going to close splash mountain this summer for its refurb which is going to happen so um yes uh let's just say that i don't know for certain but I would expect AP previews 
and DVC previews for Guardians to be announced sooner than later. Um, and I do expect 100% that we will see Tron early fall, middle, mid-fall, uh, be announced for Magic Kingdom. I just think it's insane that they, start, they started building or fixing ga- Guardians after Tron. Well after. Well after. What? That's the thing that... Well after. That's the thing that is crazy to me, is that... Tron is taking so much longer than Guardians. And yeah, Tron, they had to kind of start from scratch in a way. Mm. They had, I mean, I know it's a replica of the Shanghai one, but they had to clear the land and then build the building and build the track. Um, whereas Guardians, they kind of already had the building because they're, they, it's yeah, just. They, they only had the queue area for Guardians, though. Like, that's all they had. Oh. They had to build the show building. That's a brand new show building. Oh, I thought the show building was. No, well, I think, I think they had the base of the show building and then they had to raise it. I mean, that thing's, I mean, if you look at it, it's what? Probably nine, ten stories. Let me tall? tell you. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. You, you didn't see it because of the color it's painted? Is yes. I, yeah, like, I, I totally fall for it. I, I, I know it's called Go Away Green and Go Away Blue, right? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it, it works on me. I Like, I have to strain to see the like the show building for Soren, I still can't see it to this day. Like if you're on the other side of World Showcase, it can be tough to see. It really can. But if you're walking in the if you, well, here's the thing: you don't drive to Disney, do you? No, we did this okay. last time. So we drive to Disney every time we go, you know, because we're close. And so we also drive to the parks other than the Magic Kingdom. We don't we don't drive to MK. Um, but we drive to Epcot, so we park in the parking lot and walk in. And so we walk right by that show building, coming into security and all that. That makes and sense. It's a monster. I mean, it's a monster. See, we drove this last time, and we drove to Epcot. Maybe I was just too concerned with getting Amelia in her um, carrier and yeah. Sophia in the stroller to like really pay attention. I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to see if I can pay attention. So, well, my think. I think there's a curse over the Magic Kingdom. With building things. Because oh, yeah. L- look at New Fantasyland, how long it took. Look at, I mean, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, how long it took. Look how long the, the railroad was shut down just for them to, to uh, tear down land and build a show building there. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I really think that, and it's weird, too, because, like you said, with Tron, they already had a blueprint, what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. With Guardians, they built from scratch. First time we've seen this attraction. So um, it's going to be interesting. Which one are you more excited about? Oh, mm, I think Guardians. Uh, Me too. 100%. Because it one, it's a new. I can't do a ride through of it, but also Guardians at the Guardians ride at Disneyland is oh, awesome. So and yeah. I am a diehard. Like Tower of Terror has always been my favorite attraction. Like you can ask my mom from the time I was like twelve that I always loved Tower of Terror. And so when they said that they were changing it over at Disneyland, I was like, whatever, I'm never going there. doesn't matter. Then we went in my adult life and I like, I was blown away. So Eric and I had to ride it separately because we had Sophia with us who was uh, 18 months at the time. And I got out of it and I was like, I think this is my new favorite Disney ride. I mean, I know it's the same ride track, but there is just something about it that just 
It's the it's storytelling. Different. It's the storytelling of the cue. It's the storytelling of the drops. It's, you know, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys all know how I like my Disney music. <laughs> it's just fun, man. Yeah. It's just it's just really, really fun. So yeah, I do think I think we see Tron uh this year. I, I really do. I think I think that's a good estimate uh and rumor on your on your part. Yeah. So do you want to do some rapid fire news that has yeah, let's rock popped up. up today today? So I prepared this, you know, over the weekend and then today so many things popped up. So number one, Lily Pulitzer partnered with Disney to, to um, with a castle print. Now I had heard about this, um, about this, that they were pairing. I didn't realize the drop was today. Do you know what Lily Pulitzer is? Okay. First, I'm going to probably bow out on this one. I have no idea who you're talking about. When you said Lily Pulitzer, is it Pulitzer? Is that what you said? It's Pulitzer. Okay. I thought, what did someone write something really <laughs> well at Disney and like they've paired to, like you know what I mean? So Lily, so enlighten me about who this is. So Lily Pulitzer is a fashion designer um, who does like really beachy things. Um, I was in, it's it's very um, uh, I don't want to say kind of preppy. I would say she's preppy, um, but they're like very fun designs. Think Vera Bradley beach themed. Okay. So um, I was introduced to Lily when I was in a sorority in college. And I mean, you can't be in a sorority and not like Lily Pulitzer, basically. <laughs> and so I, <laughs> so when I, it was announced that Lily was, was uh, doing a, um, a pattern for a Disney park. So I was like, awesome. That was like months ago it was announced. I totally forgot about it. I log on to shop Disney this morning while talking to my friend about something at work. And I saw shop Lily, shop Lily in Disney. And I was like, I do not have time for this right now. I will come back to it. Wrong. Sold out. Wrong. Yep. Sold out. Apparently it's still at the parks right now. Um, I do have a friend going down in April. So I'm going to see if she can, you know, buy and ship me something. <laughs> I'll be down that way too. If you need something. Okay. Um, I'll be in the parks and I have a Disney cruise. So I've, I've got both going on. Awesome. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, is it like shirts? Is it like like pants? Is it it's, like it's all of it? So apparently today it was just, there was just a long sleeve shirt, a dress, a backpack, a wristlet, and a baseball hat that was released. When I logged on this afternoon, only the wristlet was available, and then I logged on a couple hours later and it was gone. I didn't want the wristlet. I was just seeing if maybe they restocked something, which they did not. <laughs> can I can I get on soapbox? Yes. Why don't we get Bruce Pulitzer to put out some guys' cool stuff? Like, Katie gets the coolest Disney swag constantly. And yeah. I don't have anything. I've got, like, I'm wearing my castaway, like, button up right now. I want, like, some cool Disney swag. I, um, yeah. Yeah. I can't help you. <laughs> Tommy Bahama has some pretty cool stuff, but he's They're so really expensive. expensive. Well, and Lily oh Pulitzer God, is up there, too. <laughs> Wow. Lily Pulitzer is out there too. I only have a few Lily items that I got on clearance. So <laughs> Okay, but, I am I, I am a I'm pretty simple. Like I, I got home from soccer practice, you know, when we jumped on here. I'm in like shorts, t-shirt all the time. Um the one time I spent some money on like real money on clothes, I bought <laughs> I, was, I was in high school, let's tell you how old I am. I was in high school and I bought a cashmere sweater and I thought it was like two hundred and twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Orange cashmere sweater. Idiots. I mean, just <laughs> awful. But at the time, I was rocking. 
and uh, with my boot cut jeans and all that. Um, I brought it home and I washed it and I shrunk the crap out of it. I had no idea how to take care of anything like that. So anyway, I've never spent money like that on clothes ever again because I'm like, actually, these these are nice. Like I get these at Castaway and at Disney and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a T public T-shirt guy. Yeah, that's how Eric is too. He he, uh, most of his shirts or amazon since that's where he works so and yep. he has lots of uk shirts and yeah me too i got lots of uk shirts. good <laughs> week for us this week go cats yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I thought so we yeah, i'm excited for you and i'm excited for lily and i'm excited for disney so yes. that, uh, that that's rocked out they, she so they're gonna release more stuff too um so they they advertised leggings and another t-shirt that were not released today. So fingers crossed I can get my hands on that. I'm excited for you. Something else that was announced literally like 30 minutes before we jumped on this um this Zoom call was that the Tumble Monkeys are coming back to um Festival Festival of the Lion King this summer. So we all know I love Festival of the Lion King. They haven't had the Tumble Monkeys since they came. Well, since COVID happened. And so mm-hmm. they're coming back this summer. I don't know if there was a date announced. Um, I didn't look too far into it. Um, but I just know they're coming back this summer. I'm trying to remember who I was talking to. Um, I talk a lot of Disney throughout my my week. Uh, I was talking to somebody and they were talking about seeing Festival of the Lion King. And they were like, but the best part is the Tumble Monkeys. And they're not there. So this is amazing news. Once again, something else added back that we lost previously and and now we're getting that one more step back to normal i mean now it's you know look it, it's it's great i mean let's let's jump right into it and uh, bring the tumble monkeys back because they they really are the i mean the singers are amazing but they're the best part i mean let's be honest it, it really like, is the performer like the actual performers the yeah. the tumble monkeys the bird dancers you heard me go on a rant about the bird dancers um and yeah, I just think they're will, awesome. Will you go see Cirque du Soleil? The new because I would never see it before, but now that it's a Disney inspired, I think I will. I am interested. I think I don't know if I would include include it in my Disney trip. If that okay. makes sense, I feel what like. What would you do it then? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just fly into Orlando, do that, just, and fly home. Like, yeah, what are you doing? sure. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just I. I have this mindset. I'm really weird. I just have this mindset because we only go to Disney once a year that when we go to Disney, we need to be at the park. We go to Disney Springs too, which I know that's where Cirque du Soleil is, but I just have in my mind, it's like, it's the parks. What if you did it after an Animal Kingdom day? That's not a, that's not a really a nighttime park. Oh, that's a good idea. That's why they pay me the big bucks, Kat. That is why you are a travel travel agent. (laughs) Yeah, no. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's one more thing brought back, and and we're you know we're like I said we're getting there. Everything they add, I'm happy. And you know what else I'm happy for is we think and we talk about yeah the tumble monkeys are coming back. It makes the show better. But look, that's what six, nine, you know, twelve cast members that are now recalled and, and getting their jobs back too. Yeah. So that's a massive uh, part that you know in somebody's life they got that phone call and they're like, hey, start training. And you're going to be coming back to work. So that's yeah. big. I'm, I'm really excited. That is big. And then the last one, it's not very interesting to me, but I think you're going to enjoy it. And I know a lot of other um, other people will enjoy this as well. Um, I am not a big Dole Whip person. I don't like pineapple. Mm. Um, and then I also don't drink alcohol. 
Um, but there is new breaking news that there, the Aristocrates um, kiosk that was at Disney Springs closed and no one knew, really knew why, but it's um, opening back up as called Swirls on the Water and they're bringing alcoholic Dole Whips to Disney Springs. So I know lots of people who love um, who love Dole Whips and I know lots of people who, <laughs> Justin is pointing out himself, who love, I don't know what kind of alcohol they're mixing with it. Hold on. It's probably rum. See. I'd say it's probably rum. Uh, it. That would make so, sense. That would make yeah, sense. Yeah, rum. I pineapple. told you I don't drink alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, I got you covered on this. This is where haha, I knew you invited me on for a reason. Let me step into <laughs> the expertise thing here. Um, yeah, that's great because I mean, who really wants to go? There's there's so many great dining options at Disney Springs. I never eat quick service at Disney Springs. Very rarely. If I do, it's Wolfgang Puck because I loved it. Um, I thought it was the best quick service on property. Um, I'm not even sure if that's reopened or if it closed permanently. I'll have to do some research on that. Um but I, I would much rather have something like this on a hot night than a crepe. Yeah. Like, I mean, come, come on. It fits the bill. It's a Disney staple. It's very smart. It's going to make a ton of money there where maybe the other one wasn't. So good on Disney. That's a very, very smart decision because you were limited to where you could have that experience before. And now that you're bringing it to Disney Springs where it's been slammed, there's people in there left and right. So yeah. really, really smart decision, Disney. Yeah, they'll get lots of money from that. Not from me, but mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe from you, Justin. <laughs> oh, multiples. Yeah, I'll take care of you too. That's good, Cat. <laughs> I'll, I'll do. I'll just have two at once. I'll be like, this one's for me. <laughs> this one's for Cat. This one's for me. This one's for Cat. You know. <laughs> well, that is all the news I have for this week. Did you have anything that you found interesting? Uh, n- not not Disney news wise, but I am super excited about this next step in the DDP family. Um, I'm very excited to to be here with you as your first guest. Um, you know. You're going to have kind of each of one of the hosts or maybe even some other DDP people on uh, in the future with you to chat about the Disney news. And, and I'm just I'm really, really excited to to uh, have you. And, and thank you so much for, you know, kind of taking the journey with us, you know, and, and, and jumping in and doing this. It, it is a lot of fun. And I want to thank the DDP family that uh, always supports the show, supports us. Um, you guys mean the world to me. So, Kat, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been so much fun. Justin, I once again want to thank you and Joe and Mike and Dave for, you know, inviting me into this family um, and Jason uh, originally inviting me into this family. Um, I joined the DDP. um, It was shortly after I started going back to work um, from my maternity leave with my first daughter, Sophia. um, And I just automatically felt welcomed into the group, Um, met a great group of friends who um, I still talk to. I'm, I'm not even lying daily. We are <laughs> chatting all the time on Facebook Messenger. Um, and then I have also developed relationships with other people in the group as well. I love interacting with everybody in the um, in, in the Facebook group. So if you have, um, this is to everybody listening, if you have any stories that you find interesting that you want me to talk about, shoot me a message. I, I can definitely, um, I, I hope to one day do maybe like an interest piece. Um, and so where I can get opinions from people about something that is just, you know, brewing on the top of my mind, but um, I'm, I welcome any any and all feedback. I love it. Absolutely love it. Kat, I'm, I, I'm gonna let you close it up. Uh, I've had a blast talking the Disney news with you, and I, I, I might not even let those other guys come on. I just might come might come do this monthly with you instead because I had so much fun. So, really appreciate you. You know, I wouldn't mind that. I love talking to you, Justin. Um, but like I said, I need Joe one time, so it can be all three of us. <laughs> I just have if some. If you're gonna do, yeah, if you're gonna do trivia with him, then I'll send him on because <laughs> I just want to see him just 
fall on his face with the trivia. So that makes me happy. <laughs> it won't be trivia questions. It'll just be informing him of some interesting trivia. But I, but I think he's gonna I like it. I think he's gonna love it. So I'm excited for this journey. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you guys next month, and uh, I will talk to you guys real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.